Welcome everyone. Pull up a chair. It is lunchtime in Rome. Welcome back to another episode of Lunchtime in Rome. This is Eric, and I am here with Jay and Brian. What is going on, guys? Jay <laughs> and Brian. He oh, you first. True. I'm sorry. And I was very impressed I'm with sorry. that because last week you did I do me. Yeah, you did okay, right. Okay, because I was better. like, oh, who was it? And I think okay. it was, I thought it was Brian. Hi. I thought it was Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's I'm good here to be here. Too. It is good to be here. Um, so let's get a couple things out of the way. Um, we have lunchtimeinrome.com. Please come and visit our website. We share our show notes, everything that we talk about on the show. Um, we post it on the show notes page, and you can read about it, click all the fun links that we reference and all that kind of stuff. We have Lunchtime at Rome on Facebook, which you are, we are Facebook Live right now. So hello, everybody on hello. Facebook. <laughs> And Over there, <laughs> we, we also have, there uh, we <laughs> we're also on Twitter and, uh, and all the podcast apps that you could, that you could think of, but, um, back to Facebook and Instagram cause they are one and the same. And, um, our buddy, what? Matt, man, no, it's mind blowing. Um, our buddy, Matt Moran, Moran, um, hi Matt. A couple weeks ago, he invited his entire friends list Thank to you. like yep. our Facebook page. We which, appreciated that. We, uh, we so much appreciate that. And we encourage you guys, if you feel led, to like do the same. People. If you feel led. <laughs> if you feel led, please invite your friends list. It does, it, it's a great way to share the show and to get us out there. And what's great about Facebook is that we get to interact with you guys, um, which is awesome. I spent so much time on Facebook doing it's that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, need, I need to think of what your life could be like, Brian. For a second. So as a thank you for Matt giving us that shout out and all the invites, um, I wanted to shout out his Facebook page. Yes. And give group. him a $1,000 gift card. To, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry, That's I'm on you. That's Hills. on you. That was personally you. $1,000 to Hills. That's where the toys are. Um, but uh, he is a... a, a podcast page called the real review r-e-e-l it's, it's all movies. about yes it's movies he he's super into movies it's not fishing and you know what you know mm. what i appreciate about it it's not hoity-toity snooty yes. movie reviews it's a real guy it's him and his friend warren i call him my friend too warren you met warren Buffett. he's I awesome have met warren. yeah super yeah, awesome guy. guy and um they're just dudes that like movies and they will talk about movies so do they the so, i mean i've seen i've listened to many episodes but do they like like movies that critics don't like like well, just a movie they write like, reviews on a blog and they're they might get into like video i'm hoping they get into video wait matt likes movies <laughs> what but you hear what I'm saying? Like, what? No one will ever like. Like, Dumb and Dumber comes out. Oh, you know, they're not going to give. They're not going to give. Oh, five stars to Dumb and Dumber, no, or you no, know I'm what saying, I mean? Would they? Because it's an awesome movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm the saying. critics like, would not, but Matt right, on a real right. review. Because like, if it's an Warren, action movie, it's if it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or a Dwayne Johnson movie. Like, what did it do? It was an action movie that set out to be an action movie. Did it, mm -hmm. did it succeed? Yep, it's a five star action movie. Bam! Right? Yeah, there you go. That's what it is, and that's why I appreciate it. So you get all the stuff that, like, you know, all the fancy, you know, films, if you will. 
they rate those two and they give those the appropriate you know ranking but they also watch movies and they love movies. do they do independent french movies <laughs> i i doubt it but do, do you do independent french movies matt with <laughs> subtitles because i'm pretty sure that's right up your alley they might but probably not anyways thank you matt <laughs> so um, yes for thank shouting you us out. this also on the on the website please um you can email us we have our email on there and you can also there's a contact form on there that you can fill out and email us as well so that is all the logistics i wanted to get out of the way let's uh talk about our week i would like to add a logistic yeah do it if by chance you're sitting here now going why, why? i hate when they just talk little secret once like again justin boothby 20 minutes 20 minutes in we'll start talking about the content of this week and that'll go till about the 40 minute mark or so 25 yeah. 20 minutes yeah. and then we do our do better segment at the end so you're looking do better is good for everybody right so it's 2040 is there yeah and then 50 right minutes. so yeah. if, it, if it's lunchtime at rome and we're sitting around the table you might not want to come by for 20 minutes yeah come by i'd after encourage the, it but you know if that's not your cup of tea come don't by come after by. salad before yeah. the entree exactly there you Same. go come for the meat if you want good deal i good, mean because food good logistic is, i love food and oh. i have a very minimal food story this week oh we don't that's why I'm going shorter. <laughs> I always want to make a better cabbage dish. Who doesn't? I mean, oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm and, trying to perfect my cabbage dish right and now. And I've tried a couple speak. times to do something other than just simple cabbage. Well, what's your go-to cabbage dish? Uh, coleslaw. Oh. oh okay. okay. Like, We're on the same page I used then. to do, yeah, I used coleslaw. to make, uh, I, I called coleslaw. it poor man's halushki, where I would I was just gonna say halushki's good. spaghetti and uh, sauerkraut. And mix it with wow. hot dogs when I was oh in college. My God. Oh my! Oh, spaghetti and sauerkraut. Well, you think about it, it's cabbage and noodles. Yeah, that, I mean that—that yeah. that is that is a poor man's. And what's so funny is my. So instead my, of like corned beef edition, you had hot dogs. My brother-in-law, <laughs> General Robert Pleskowski, who has become a listener of the show. Who did you hear Thank that you, last? General. Did you hear Thank that you. last name? Pleskowski. He knows a thing or two. Actually, he is from Zimbabwe. No, he is Polish. He said to me, "Jay, halushki." Is a poor man's dish. You can't. You can't make poor man's. That is, that is so true. But so I just the other day, and I tried this once before and just failed miserably. But and it was right after St. Patrick's Day, and yeah. so cabbage was on sale, and I added a little bit of oyster sauce, a little bit of soy sauce, hit it with some sambal, uh, which is a hot chili paste Korean. I was gonna say, what is sambal? Little garlic, a little fresh grated ginger. Bam! Did I make me some? Just wonderfully spicy. Oh, and some onion, of course. Cabbage. Unbelievable. It's so good. I'm so excited. I'll eat a bowl of it. Nothing. My gut health now, because cabbage is good for your health. (laughs) You're feeling pretty healthy. And it costs the exact same amount as your dinner did. Not true. Cost me like a dollar. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like. But do you guys have a story to tell? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, um, <laughs> which is code for Brian going? What is our story? No, I know no, what it is. I know what it is. Yeah. I'm just thinking about our story, and my eyes glazed over, and and just thinking about what we ate. You know, so we are we are, man, we are so fortunate. One to be friends. Yeah. And and yeah, you are. We always go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. See what he did. And uh, we always go on epic dates. Like it's always it's always good. Even if we don't mean to, they end up like, okay, this is closed. Why are we in Africa? Yeah, yeah like we'll, to Africa. References. Right, we'll plan to go somewhere. It'll be closed. Like, oh, it's closed, and then we go to this other place, and it's the most great, best experience we could have ever dreamt up. Um, Agreed. But the other hand, where we are so very fortunate, we have great parents that take our kids 
mm-hmm. while and the you know my my parents were adamant of like you know you guys need to have date night and and sometimes Amy and I go out you know just the two of us but you know we've we've tried to make an effort to take all our friends out for one night. Uh, um, I would stop short of saying take your friends out. That's very true. Go out with, <laughs> <laughs> or else I got short change. I don't know. It's one of the. <gasps> I do. <laughs> Dude, I'm the worst. I am the worst. I I owe Jay money, and he's doing the happy dance right now. If you couldn't tell by for all two the, reasons, oh, one, man. I forgot. <laughs> Kid owes me what, like a buck thirty? Yeah. A, I'm so holy. One dollar thirty? Or oh no no no! More than that. Yeah. And point number two, I got hundred and thirty bucks coming yeah. my way. <laughs> nice. It's like a little savings. Account. So glad Rachel doesn't listen to these. <laughs> Go ahead. Rachel right now is like, do better, Eric. Who um, three? No, Who she knows 130 is coming our way now. Right. Um, oh, uh, and you could have spent it on some heritage pork or something. So, right? Ooh, that's God's pork or something. <laughs> right. Said. Um, so but this time it was, you know, they they do that once a month and it's great. And um, this time we went to 1844, which is in Leechburg, Pennsylvania. It's not an address. And it's not extremely close to us. It's about 40 minutes away. And it used to be an old house. Cool. It is cool, man. It yeah. like it really is. It is very, very cool. cool. And they've redone it really, really well. They've like remodeled this house. But like the the we ate in the basement room and the it's card legit. table. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's cozy. It's, it's the kind of place where like it's, you know, like I got swordfish, really, really well prepared swordfish. Mm-hmm. But it's the kind of place where I wouldn't be surprised if there would be a card table down there. You well, know what I mean? Like it's 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 nice. Yeah, it's authentic, but yet casual. Yes. Yeah. Nice fireplace. Just, yeah. It's very quaint, very intimate. You the the foundation is. I mean, I don't the know blocks if you've ever are there. It's not even blocks. It's it's more stone. It's like you know, flag, like, like flagstone. Old, old old foundations. And yeah, the place like 18, was built. The place 40, was built in eighteen. Well, the place was built in eighteen thirties. They called it eighteen forty four because that's when they incorporated, or the the township incorporated, and then they had to start paying taxes in eighteen forty four. Yeah, but it was built in the eighteen thirties, and it's along. Uh, it's called Route fifty six. So it was probably some kind of like goat path, or you yeah. know, at, at that point Seriously. in time, it's just some. That's where the travelers came, and and they stopped in, and you know. I don't know if it was a bed and breakfast or, a, or like a small tavern at yeah, one point. Something. But, um, but it has that feel. And like we talked about going at Christmas time. It has the it feel of Christmas. That, yeah. You, you get down there. It just has that feel. They already have like the lights up. Like still. the fire's going yeah. and, you know, and they have one of those like big kettles that swings out and onto the fire, you know, if they're like heating up like cider or something. Muskets and then <laughs> pistols. And then like, it was almost like one of those I spy books where like you're looking at the bar and it's like, oh, there's an old lady with a weird old lady picture. And then there is a guitar and... And a Bud Light neon sign but in yeah, the window. But it like, all fits. Like, it but it all, all fits. fits. And then, you know, you're paying at least a hundred bucks for, what, for two people for a dinner. Yeah. So it's like, but the food is so unbelievably I good. Can, I've never said this in my life. I've never wanted to eat more carrots in my life. <laughs> wow. The carrots were so I good. I don't even know what was on Some them. Some kind of creamy sauce. Yeah. Creamy. Um, yes. yes. Dude, Some they were they were phenomenal. Buttery, creamy. Uh, I, they were buttery, sweet, and like, oh, dude. Savory, sweet. And they I were had, so good. So you had the sword. You had you had the not blackened swordfish. No, I had the pan seared. So you had the pan seared swordfish. swordfish. I had the blackened swordfish with a prime rib. Yeah, and the prime rib was just <laughs> Dude. butter. Dude. It was Bro, just you went. <laughs> well, surf and turf. 
Yeah. It was, I, and I had it. So the only other time that I went was with Alexis and my brother-in-law and sister uh, back in January this year. And I had the same dish, except then they served asparagus tips, which were equally like just as good as the carrots, like different ways, but they were just as well prepared. Yeah. And, uh, and they made your pea smell. <laughs> could be Jay. That's the benefit of the carrots. That's not right. Right. But, uh, Top to bottom, just an unbelievable experience. Yeah, and the, and the swordfish had like a teriyaki sauce on it that was just mm. oh so good. Yeah, and you could tell it was like homemade teriyaki sauce, like that. You know, like they, how'd you get everything. your prime rib? Uh, medium rare, I yeah. believe. Uh, a little squirt of blood there, a little bit. Oh, yeah, damn. it was so good. Oh man, crust, a little crust on the outside. Yep, <laughs> dude, it was done. Like I was it was just done perfectly. Too. Oh yeah, you know, just eat the fat and oh. it was so. I can't. Yeah, I shared. I shared a little bit. Yeah. The, the, I mean, for those of us watching, the, it was probably this big. Like, I'm not even joking. Yeah. It's probably. It was a huge piece of prime rib. Yeah. And with a swordfish steak. With a swordfish yeah. steak. Did and you the swordfish. Did you well, eat it all? No, you didn't. Not take that some night because I took it home. Yeah. Nah, smart move. And it's not quite as good the next day, but it's it better. Is. Better than anything like, else you're reading that next day. <laughs> yeah. And, no and it's because oh, this is. Uh, this reminds me of last night. Yeah. Or whatever. Right. So. But before we even started eating, the waiter came up to us and said, we have the swordfish is on special tonight. <gasps> I appreciated this so much. But we, we were very limited because we have it flown in from Hawaii and we were very limited in what we have. So if you want to get the swordfish, let me know and I'll have them set it aside for you. Yeah. So when did we, we say that? Like right, like when, right we when we there. sat down. Like okay. As we were sitting. And we hemmed much. and hawed for like, I don't know, a minute and we're like we'll have the swordfish yeah right so glad we did yeah because i was gonna get the crab cakes because like i said last time i had the same dinner swordfish and prime rib and i was like oh, i'll try something different and then i looked down the list i was like oh, man what if it's not good what if it's not as good right. well i knew the crab cakes were good because alexis got those uh, last time uh, too and i was tempted but i i just couldn't couldn't do couldn't get away from it, it was I had to so eat that. good yeah oh, so good and it's the whole thing it's there's nothing better than a great meal no. Oh, you sure there is. Birth your child, blah, blah. But I'm just saying, like, it's... A, for a day to, like, an everyday kind of thing, there's nothing better than sharing, sitting down and sharing a meal together. Because also, there's nothing nothing worse than when you drop 100 bucks and you're like, how was it? It's fine. And that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, I could have got that at Eden Park. Yeah. yeah. For 100 bucks, because that's pretty much how much Eden Park is nowadays anyways. Oof. <laughs> Oh, starting early. Keep your list. <laughs> <laughs> People we've pissed off. <laughs> but I have a story to tell, and I'm just excited about the fact that, and, and I was just talking to Amy before we came in about the yeah. stages of life and yeah. parenting mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and you never know the last time yeah. you'll do X. Yeah, we talked about this on the pod before, too. And I celebrated yep. today. I was playing volleyball because I'm a coach and Joe plays, and we had a great play. And it was just like, wow, that can never be taken from me. But I am now a great uncle, oh, wow. which is in the same level as a grandparent. You know, mm. my sister just yeah. had. That is a know, new phase My of niece life. just had a baby. Mm. And now I'm a great uncle, which is, to me, even as I'm saying this, I'm realizing my, gr actually, yeah, my great aunt just died. Mm. So it's like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> like and so. But the cool part of the story is, uh, my niece Natalie just wanted a baby so bad, and she just got married, you know, a couple years ago, and and they had their baby, and his name's Wyatt Carter. Wyatt Carter, huh? Man. And I am so excited. don't let me see you around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm so excited to see him and say, well, if it isn't Wyatt Carter, yeah, and Wyatt I, Carter, and I can't wait till he gets old enough to say, Wyatt Carter, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 
It's a great name. <laughs> to which my sister said, I'm going to have to wait a very long time to say that to her grandchild. But she, Kathy, shared with me that she and my sister Marcy growing up or teenage years just couldn't wait to be big, fat Italian grandmothers and, and or mothers or whatever. You yeah. Know, and yelling, you know, you know, Vinny and Anthony, you get over here, you know, or excuse me. Benny, Anthony, get over I was here. I say, that sounded like Midwestern. <laughs> well, because this is where it goes. Midwestern So Italian. instead of being, Benny, Anthony, get over here. Now she's going to be, you know, Wyatt Carter. <laughs> Granny's coming over. Now get. <laughs> get that piece of straw out your mouth, son. <laughs> Boy. And uh, But the funny thing is their last name is Jusowitz. Yeah. So he's Wyatt Carter. Jusowitz. Yeah. The Jew cowboy. It don't work. Oh, careful now. What? <laughs> Well, Jew farmer, a Jewish he's a cowboy. cowboy. He's a farmer. Yeah, that's wrong with being. But I keep my mouth. Shut I here. said once he sells the once he sells the farm and makes all the money, we'll just turn him into W. C. Juicewitz. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my life story. I could talk about jury duty, but I tweeted about it and I got out by twelve thirty, so it was all good. Congratulations! Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Praise God like, for out of court settlements. I do. I do like what you were doing while you were. At Jerry Duty, it was entertaining. Did you enjoy? Tweeting, most people did. Tweeting, yeah. live minute, tweeting, minute by minute. Yep. Yeah. And did you? Are you Penn Hills guy? Uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what a guy said to me in the middle of the hallway with my black polo shirt on. You're Penn Hills guy, right? He coached the Penn Hills in the '70s. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's who I am. But I tweeted, you know, I will not uh, be tweeting any details of, of any case, but I am going to be live tweeting whatever else. Two seconds later, random Twitter bot follows me with one follower besides me. And I was like, bot? Hmm. Someone from Allegheny County? Interesting. They're watching you. They are. They are. Speaking of like old time westerny things, I went axe throwing this evening. Did you? Yeah. Before uh, before I came home. Because right that's what they work. did in the old west. <laughs> right, right. They threw axes. Did you see Wyatt Carter there? Well, well it just remind, it reminds me of, like, remember in um, well, any western movie, but remember in uh, Back to the Future Part 3, it just reminds me of something that they would have at that little the town opening where, the, where yeah. they were, like, building With the clock tower. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And It's a great scene. It is a great scene. Frisbee. Yeah. But, man... I do. I'm I'm pretty good at like target games, right? So I was pretty excited that we were doing this, and I was started off pretty good, and like we were killing it. I was teamed up with a uh, with another woman on uh, uh, that that I work with. Her name's Liv, and uh, we were throwing and we were like we were crushing them. Like we were we were playing cricket, and um, with axes. Yeah, nice. And uh, and we were just knocking them out, <clears throat> knocking them out. And then, like, all of a sudden, we just both, like, lost it. Lost it. We just lost our <laughs> lost our talent. And I was like, how many no. Beers, how many beers in were you? I, I had I had two beers. Hmm. I was fine. Sure. Um, but, I like, I was so I was so frustrated because, like, I was like, we're going to win. Yeah. You know, we're going to win. And then we were, like, second to worst. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny because I mentioned sword or um, axe throwing for our date. For our date. Yeah. And then I realized it was thirty-five bucks a person on it, top of a hundred and some dollars. This some, place was thirty bucks was a person. I did it. And it was this 20. was in Homestead. It was uh, thirty bucks a person. And here's the thing: I don't need to go back. Nope. Yeah, I did it once. Yeah, yeah. And that, it I, is definitely going to be a fad. It's going to live live out, and it's going to just go away. Guarantee it. Yeah, Rachel was far better than I was. Yeah, I so, would go down on the practice one, and I would be like thump thump 
thump. And yeah. I mean, and I'm meticulous. Like, okay, yeah. this is a sport now. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to stand one foot and three yep. inches behind. Yep. And I'm going to release at this level. Yep. And then it would go to be my turn to count. And it would be like, bang, 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 bang. yep. Mm. Yep. Very frustrating. It was one of Rachel's friends is a Allegheny City, Allegheny County homicide detective and is as competitive as anybody has ever been and was the worst person one of the two worst persons there and it was so much fun it was so much fun you're more fun watching this person than you did actually throwing oh absolutely and i am so close to christ i have become so sanctified that i didn't say to him once boy you're normally really good at things (laughs) like this you think you'd be better at this huh (laughs) well he probably had axes and hands and well, well, he apparently he didn't me. know how to use them. <laughs> <laughs> but he did have a gun, so. Yeah, probably knew how to use that one. <laughs> he does not use that, I would assume. So I, I would hope so. I didn't say anything like that. Wise you. move. You're a wise man, Jay. Yes. Yes, yes Jay. Yes. Yes. Uh, Still can't let that go. Harken back. <laughs> we're better. We're not all better. But we were inspired, inspired to do better. To do better. Yes. And sometimes and we're inspired. Should. And sometimes we have people that have had a great positive impact in our life. Um, and so what. I wanted to do this week since we were a little bit negative last week. Yeah. We maybe were a little bit negative, a little snarky. Yeah. Is I want to lift up the people in our lives who have really, I mean, I use the word inspire, but really just, what was the word you used, Brian? I can't remember. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's here. wonderful. You're, you're, you're here. It's gone. Be better people. No, it was like great motivation. Have love. dramatic impact, positive, Dramat- dramatic, po- positive impact in our lives. That's a DPI. That's that a, DPI. a DPI. Right. A DPI. Officially a DPI. Yeah, DPI. Um, and just to look at it and why, why does it have such a great impact in our lives? Right. What is it? And or therefore, what can we do mm-hmm. to be that impact to somebody else? Mm-hmm. And so who would like to start? I can, I can start. Eric, why don't you start? Mine's a little later on in life. So I, um, <laughs> it's going to be in five years. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. Um, <laughs> so actually shout out to Brett who was um watching last week live. I don't oh, wait, believe wait, he's wait. on What's I don't up, believe he's on today. <laughs> That's gonna be Thanks, Brett, joke. for not being on today. <laughs> um but I my family and I used to attend Mount Hope uh church here in Penn Hills and um spent a, a good part of my life there. <laughs> um <laughs> <Not> <laughs> sponsor. Um and I used to help out with youth group a lot in college and, and, and all that. And, um, I was on the search committee to find a new youth director and I decided to throw my hat in the ring and, um, and Bill Tiss said, hell yeah. <laughs> and threw your hat in the ring for, to be youth director. Oh, okay. Right. And, um, I just felt called to do it. And, um, and to yeah. this day it was one of my favorite, my favorite jobs, you know, so to speak. But, um, but it was it was a great ministry. You can call it a job, but it was ministry, you know. Um, but it's the only job we're meant to have. Like, Am I unemployed? <laughs> uh, they made it sound like that. Didn't well, I didn't it? want to, like. I feel like it's more than a job, right? I didn't mean like, you know what I mean. Um, Just keep going, please. Right. Um, and three months after they hired me, the the head pastor left to go down to Florida and pastor down in Florida. Very dynamic pastor. And, um, yes. Is that who was there then? No. Oh, um, and I was just kind of left that left there without any leadership. Mm. Right. So I reached out to Brett. Um, you know, I, I had 
I had his contact information. I reached out to him and we went and had lunch and I have, I don't very few moments in my life. Have I ever been more comforted when I met Brett Mm. and he put a lot of my concerns at ease and he helped me like get some things to get. So we started meeting on a regular basis and I used his wisdom um, and his experience because he was the the youth leader at Beulah at the time and um, another church in Penn Hills, Churchill area. And he helped me, you know, organize some things, you know, get, get those core things that you need as a, as a youth director in place, like getting your team in place, getting your volunteers, you know, organizing all those meetings and what we should be doing together and then organizing, you know, lesson plans and stuff like that. He really helped me put it all together because I didn't go to school for it. You know, I was just experienced in helping out with youth group. Right. And, you know, looking back, yeah, I was not prepared at all. <laughs> I wouldn't have hired me, <laughs> but my, my heart was in it. Right. And, and you had a huge heart and had a huge heart. And I, I really wanted to do it. And, um, and it was great. Still, still one of my favorite jobs. Um, but looking back, if I didn't have Brett, I don't know what I would have done. Mm. I would have probably left way earlier than I did. And I wouldn't have been as successful in in that position. Like truly like God sent Brett and Brett, God worked through Brett and brought so much comfort and so much inspiration. One just to do better and to like, you know, he he let me know how big of an impact I was going to be when I was there. And it was just so inspiring and just great. So was it, you know, not to rank, but like, you know, you mentioned comfort like three times already. So yeah. certainly he came alongside you and joined you in your pain yeah, and your frustrations and all your emotions. Yeah. Um, but it also, to a degree, I think he met your need for security. That, oh, totally. Because know, I, cause I, I, I had his number. If I, if I ran across something that I needed help with advice on how to handle like this situation. Like if a kid comes to me like this, I, I need help on, you know, being able to under understand the situation a little bit better, you know, things that I hadn't run across yet, you know, and I could call him day or night. He was always there. So yeah, the security was always there, which he offered it and then he enabled it. And then and he, he was there, it. and then he gave it. He was there, right? He was there. Because even if he just offered it, it's like okay, right? All right there's a guy. Yeah, there. right. No, totally. Yeah, there is there is a, an element of like, oh, we have the emergency fund. The we're good, hole. you know. Emergency hasn't happened, but we're still good, you know. That's fine. And it was same same kind of thing. I just if I needed it, it was there, and I, I did call on him a lot, you know. Yeah, and I love knowing that story about you, and then also knowing how you've turned that around and become that person for other people you've become Mm. the brett for other people and uh, you know i think i think that's very uh that's the way it should be you know somebody makes an impact like that in you you become that person for somebody else you would and and you do it in an intentional way and i think you do a great job at that thanks was it any other emotional needs? I mean, was there a sense of approval slash belonging? Like, hey, the good guy youth leader thinks I'm worthy of his time. Um, yeah, maybe attention. maybe looking back on it, it like secu- I had those feelings, but it was definitely like security and comfort and comfort. Yeah, and he just gave you that in a time when you needed it. I needed it a lot. Yeah, that's amazing. It's almost like God has a plan, right? Crazy. Yeah. So that's mine for the week. Nice. 
So I would say somebody that I still am very close to to this day, Mr. Paul Peachy. Paul Peachy. Oh, Paul Peachy. Paul Peachy. Yeah. Up in Buffalo, New York. Um, my parents met him. We met them when I was, I don't know, 12 years old, somewhere around there that we met through an old church. Um, and then my parents were great friends with them, kind of like what you and I are and yeah. what our families are now. Yeah. My parents were friends with the Peaches and like, you know, they had three kids. There were two of us and it was just, um, just a really good friendship was formed with my parents but then over time it became with me and paul and tracy you know tracy's his wife yeah so it, it went from generation to generation yeah which was really cool and i still keep in touch with them uh occasionally with with the kids still too you went up not too long ago we went up last year last july yeah he had a pig roast it was awesome yeah he bought an entire pig and it was his 50 55th birthday or something like that wow. bought a pig Somebody came in and prepared it like he just was hands off and it was wonderful. Invited us up, let us stay in their house while all of this party, you know, planning and preparations going. He's like, come on up, stay in our house because uh, we were all prepared to get a uh, hotel room. But that's that's Paul Peachy. You know, right. that's the kind of guy he is. Why would you stay in a hotel? Like, <laughs> stay in a hotel. Uh, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Come in and stay with us. So um, I won't hear it. But there was there was and there's been so many significant moments where he has and Tracy, but in particular, Paul have kind of taken me under his wing and, and said, you're being an idiot. Um, you here's, I see that you need some guidance, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one in particular was, and I think I've talked about this before, but I was 16 years old. I had spent the night doing all these different drugs with friends. Um, which having a, a 16 year old right now just blows my mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, He's home alone right now. I have no idea what he's doing. He's doing drugs. Probably not what I was doing when I was 16. <laughs> probably but then that's probably what my parents thought, too. AP world um, history, so probably not. Yeah, a little bit different than Nerd. dirty cocaine. <laughs> um, but I was doing all doing all these different things this night, this one night at my friend's house and didn't sleep much that night. And um, the next day I went and played hockey and it was like 530 in the morning ice time. And uh, yeah. But I'm 16. I'm like, oh, yeah, hockey. And like I was all, you right, know, full piss and vinegar. I was doing well and cocaine. Yeah. And, and uh, I collapsed on the ice and um, like I, I, I lost my vision and I crawled off the ice. I went to the hospital. My heart rate was 180 beats a minute. And, wow. uh, you know, it was it was a big it was like the most significant moment that had happened to me up to that point. Sure. Um, in a, in a, a negative way. A lot everything changed at that point. Everything changed with my parents. Um, everything changed with my, just my relationship with a lot of people. Um, a lot of the church people, what Brian, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I had a condition, you know, I went to the hospital and my heart was elevated and I had to go in this heart monitor for a week. And like, there was like serious physiological ramifications, not just relational, you know, or, or, um, emotional. Um, so smoke clears it's been like a week two weeks whatever and i'm working my first job at chi Chi's in Monroeville. nice and i was taking out the garbage chimichanga chi Chi's. i, I used to love chi was great it was a great it's job great. a little salmonella whatever it, oh, it wasn't their fault it didn't harm them <laughs> much uh, uh took them all out of business but um anyways so i'm taking the garbage out around back and paul peachy pulls up with my dad and the dynamic is I, 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 my parents raised me somewhat strict, somewhat sheltered. 
um, from the world, so to speak. And so protect you from all the bad things, protect me from all the bad things. And so my worldview is all these adults are completely out of touch. They're all goody goody. Um, you know, and that's how I saw adults. That's how I saw the world. Polk drives down. He hears what happens to me, drives four hours down from Buffalo, comes to Chi Chi's and was, you know, apparently there was either real good timing or they were waiting till I was, you know, done or whatever. And as I'm taking the garbage out, he comes up to me and he just, he's, um, you know, Paul, he just gives me a hug and puts his arm around me, you know, and he's like, you're an idiot. I love you. Is that the word you use? Yeah. Pretty much word for word. You're an idiot. Um, I love you. I'm always going to be here for you. And that was pretty much the extent of that conversation. And he drove back to Buffalo. God, I love Paul somebody PG. went, Dude. you know, it, it's, it's one of these like, and you, like you him, about, telling, yeah, him telling the story. I've met Paul. And yep, that, that yeah, is exactly Paul. Yeah, you know, and and you hear. I want I want to talk to him more. I want to have like a like a, a lunch time with him. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You hear about Jesus going, you know, the extra mile, or you know, leaving the ninety nine to save the one. He he, it was it was, it was yeah, an unbelievable. It was an unbelievable <laughs> four. Five hundred. It's a two hundred sixty mile. Oh yeah, there and back trip oh. from here to Buffalo, right, two hundred sixty right, miles. Right, right, right. I, I was just doing half. Yeah. So, <laughs> but he did all of that just to come down and and say I'm in your corner, you know, and I'm not going to be like another adult who's like disappointed in you. And maybe he was, but that wasn't what he wanted to talk about, you know. And and again, there were other moments, there were other times throughout my life where he was just right there, and um, it helped me to have an understanding of being being real with somebody not trying to put on some kind of fake veneer or or whatever and uh it just really changed the dynamic of how i saw myself um and how i wanted to approach other people when they were in their times of you know low or need so how much did the acceptance mean to you in that moment that he just put his arm around you loved you didn't it didn't permit what you did didn't, right. you know didn't accept what you did but accepted who you were was that impactful it was huge because again my struggle as a kid was you're, you're either here. this good christian kid that does no wrong or you're a dirt bag you know that's that's what i always took from intentionally right. or not that's what i took from you right group. there's no grace no there's there you, it's 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 one right. or the other and so yeah well now i'm the bad kid and uh, you know and and so for him to come down and, and just be like yeah, people do drugs. Yeah, this this is. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna ostracize you for it. Like you said, not gonna permit it. So yeah, it 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 meant the world to me to know that I wasn't alone, or or more isolated, and somebody you know actually cared about me, and not just what I did. Yeah. And I think what's so great about Paul Peachy and the Paul Peachies, if you will, yeah, of this world. Not that he's not one of a kind, or of his ilk, is that. Your dad could have and potentially did say those exact same words to you. I'm not, and I'm he did. My dad and my dad was amazing too. But we all need an objective third party yes. adult, yeah, who does not have the authority to punish in our lives, yeah. And so for him to come and say, "You're being an a hole. Stop being an a hole. I love you," because he didn't have to. Right. Your parents have to. And I've never thought about it this way, but. Now I'm thinking about my dad yeah. being in that situation, being completely out of his element. You know, like I know that he didn't know how to handle what was happening. 
uh, he like oh and so next and so level for, comfort for right. paul to come along yeah not just for me but I, and i've never seen it like this until just now for paul to come alongside me but also to be there with my dad yeah helping my dad through a situation there is uncharted waters yeah That's i've never huge. seen it like that that's amazing that is amazing so paul had a double whammy there yeah and wow meeting your dad's need for support to not just say ron get your ass in there you can do this it was Ron. I'm going to get in a car, come down, and we're going to go do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, From meeting Buffalo. that need for support. That's so awesome. That you probably your dad. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I've, him to I've heard this story before, and you've never talked about that before. So I, that the what? Didn't... You've t- you've talked about the story about Paul coming down and and telling you this before. I've heard this story. This is probably the third time I've heard the story, but you've never said that before, and it's awesome to see. About, my, about how about he comforted you, my dad. Right. Yeah. Come to that realization. Never seen it. It just brings a whole new yeah. awesome perspective of the story for me, just enjoying the story. And me too, because in that moment, like all of a sudden, I was with my dad. I I, 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 mm. I was understanding what my dad probably felt. And yeah. that breaks my heart. Mm. You know, I've never seen that layer before to that situation. Wow. My dad no having really no idea how to handle it, being probably scared out of his mind. <sighs> I love your dad. Dude. Yeah, solid guy. Yeah, the best. Your mom's good too. I love my mom. Oh yeah, of course she so threw a pot. She threw a pan she, at me. She wasn't in the story. That's how she handled it. I'm she just had, looking out for Sal. Oh, she's in the story now. Oh. Love your mom. Love my mom. She threw <laughs> she threw pots and pans at me until I ran down the stairs into the basement. That's how she handled it. A little, little different. And we healed. <laughs> I moved on. And now we have a podcast about it and all. And now we have a podcast, and she she loves me to death. Oh, I don't know anybody in this world that loves you more. I don't either. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm all over the place here. I was going to share my fourth and sixth, who's the same grade, or same person, teacher, yeah, who didn't believe in nicknames and wouldn't call me Jay. And he's like, is your name Joseph? I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, then you go by Joseph. I'm like, no, my name's Jay. Why? Because that's what's written down. I don't believe oh, in nicknames. Oh my gosh! But we and he don't be was that, that guy, people. Yeah, no, be that. Well, don't be that guy. Right. But he was that hard teacher that you hated. Yeah. But then you respected. Yeah. You know, and so he did. He taught me a lot about respect. As did, and that was Mister uh, Thompson, and he was great. And I remember I got in trouble in sixth grade when I punched the kid and broke his jaw after he bullied me. Yeah. And he pulled me into his room afterwards because I was a walker. I walked home, and we had like a man to man talk. And it was just like, it was just crazy. And so I was going to talk about him and teaching me respect and right is right and wrong is wrong. Because also Mr. Hempfill, God rest his soul. Actually, I found out Mr. Thompson died just about a year or two ago. And when he came to Trey's funeral, I wept in his arms. Oh, wow. Because like, he, he was in the volleyball community as well. Yeah. And he would always say, see you, Joseph. Good to see you, Joseph. Oh, man. And then, like, still, even as an adult. But wait. <laughs> but then, like, that's okay. That, that's awesome. But then one day it was. Take care, Jay. And I was like, oh, man. I'm a man. <laughs> and I think I found out that he did. And then, yeah, when he showed up and I hadn't seen him in five or 10 years and he showed up at Trey's funeral mm-hmm. and I was just like, wow. Melted. You know, other people would come. I feel bad for people that came to his funeral. And I was like, hey, man, thanks so much for coming. And, you know, the next person comes and you're like, the other was Mr. Hemphill, who was the trig teacher, who was the toughest teacher in the world. Like, you know, you would uh, you'd say to him, "Hey, Mr. Hemphill, I did the work right. I just got the answer wrong." 
And he would say, let me ask you this. If you're a NASA engineer, if you're a NASA astronaut and you're flying into space and the engineers did the work right, but they entered in the wrong coordinates as you careen deep into space and near death, do you care if he did the work right? No. And his kids are just like, oh. But he was also my golf coach and he would just mock the crap out of us when we tried to hit the ball too hard. And like one time I hooked the right, ball deep in the woods. And I hit a provisional, a makeup shot, and I hit it right onto the green so I can still make par because my first ball is lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next thing you know, I hear, yoo-hoo. And I look, he's 30 feet in the woods waving at me, pointing <laughs> at the ball. But he just taught me right was right, just like Mr. You know, Thompson yeah. did. Wrong was wrong. Yeah. And he wrote in my yearbook, may you always hit them straight, which seems just like, okay, I was your golf coach. But that's who he but was. That's a life lesson. And he just sort of taught me, hey, there yeah. is. And it was a, a level of, like you said, with respect, that I'm not going to let you do less. Mm-hmm. You know, you're worth more right. than this. Yeah. And you can be held to a higher account because I didn't really have that growing up. Right. You know, my dad didn't hold me to any yeah. account. Right. <laughs> Great dad, terrible father. Yeah. But I wanted to share another minute with uh, Jim and Angie Johnson, who were the owners at Jiffy Treat in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, where I worked, an ice cream shop. They were husband and wife. They owned the place. Jiffy Treat? Jiffy Treat, two E's. Mm-hmm. When John Mellencamp... Like uh, real, like Matt's real podcast, two E's. If you will. When John Mellencamp sings uh, Jack and Diane, mm-hmm. he's actually talking about Jiffy Treat. Okay. Because that's where he's from. Huh. Little did he. About Jack and Diane. But anyhow, um, I was the first male employee they'd ever hired. They only ever hired females. But then they started to deliver, and so they hired me. But the amount of respect they gave me, because within a short amount of time, I was basically running the store when they weren't there. Me and one of my friends, Laura Troop. Like, we always knew if, like, whenever they hired new people, we got them. They didn't want to work with the new people, so we trained them. Uh And I was good at customer service. So when somebody would call and say, can I talk to the manager? And Jim, the owner, is talking. He'd say, hold on, and give me the phone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was also like I, you know, I've talked about the times when I had no money because my dad wasn't giving me any money that he promised me, and so I would go in and say, "Jim and Angie, I need to work. Mm. I need to work." So they'd schedule me thirty-eight hours. Oh, wow! And you know, and they'd help me out, and and then when I moved back there after college, after I'd been out for a year to sell wine, I lived in their house for two months. Wow! Because wow. I didn't have enough money to get an apartment, but yet I had a job, and so they were just that that third party adult without the authority to punish yeah. that really filled a need in my life in a time yeah. when I needed Emotionally some and stability, yeah. Yeah. some stability. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were outstanding in that regard. And it was just like, no matter what I needed, they had it for me. And it was, they weren't cutting me checks. You know, they weren't giving me a hundred bucks. Right. It was, you can work yep. and here you go. And you take care of it. And, yeah. And, and the respect they gave us to open and close the place and troop and I got in trouble. <laughs> We were able to change the sign out front and we got in trouble a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't play a leapfrog with a unicorn. I think we put out there one time <laughs> buy a new shake or something. Like it made no sense. Yeah, right. you know, Jim just what was I catching? Jim walks in, change it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim. And now you have your own church sign that you can write whatever you want. That's right. And I make myself change it every once in a while. <laughs> I go, nah, I can't write that. Even, you know, I'm a different kind of pastor, but, but, we need to always look at what it, what is God telling us? Like there's times where we feel motivated to do something and you're like, eh, I don't know. And so it's important to be that person to somebody else because we don't have, we don't know what God's going to do with it. Right. But I think as long as we're looking at it from an emotional need standpoint, mm-hmm. what do they need? Who is that person? You know, do they need support, which is helping them do something 
or do they need encouragement, which mm-hmm. is just believing in them? What is their home life like? Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the reasons why, especially coaching, I tell my guy, I mean, I have a guy on my team right now. He's just, his home life's just tough. Yeah. And I just said to him, look, you need to know you're my guy. Yeah. And yeah. I know you know this. I said, but whatever you need and whenever you need it, that's my line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know coach, you know, and it's so sad because he comes to life at practice Yeah, because I know this, he loves it yeah. and it's his element. And there's a kid on the basketball team I was talking about earlier, superstar athlete is not getting it. Yeah. He is terrible at volleyball and he's trying really hard. And I respect him because most good athletes quit once they mm-hmm. realize they're not good at it. Well, I said to this other guy today, I said, I said, you know, there's so-and-so I said, you know, he's a superstar athlete. He's like, everybody knows that. I said, it's got to make you feel a little bit good that you are way <laughs> better than him yeah. because this guy I'm talking about is not known as an athlete. He's yeah. not in shape. He's yeah. not fast. He's not strong. He's not tall. He's yeah. not anything. He's a great leader and good at volleyball. Uh-huh. That's awesome. And he was like, yeah, it does. <laughs> so we just shared a moment, moved on. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, we're all good at it. I think the three of us are good at it. That's why we do this podcast. We yeah. want people to, to do things like this and join us in encouraging others to be there for somebody else. But even we can do better. We can do better. I think we can do better. You and, know who else can do better? Oh, there's a couple people this week. I know, Brian, you have one. Jay, you also have one. We have one because Dave, Dave Shire sent one in. Dave, Dave Shire did send one in, and uh, I wish I had it queued up right now. Uh, I'm um, telling you, transitions is what makes a podcast. Eric. You know what? I'll tell you something, Brian. Have tell my, me something, I Jay. Have I will tell you that there are some people in Pennsylvania slash Ohio that can do better. Yeah, who are they? Uh, let me tell you, in Fallowfield Township, uh, they have arrested three people that were involved in a money laundering scheme while living a lavish lifestyle. It's a Tyler Hoberman and his wife, Jennifer, and her father, John. Yep. We're all employed in laundering money through a fake company called First Choice Home Improvement. I want to go on. And it says. uh, Police say that the money bought them an in-ground pool, 100 grand, high-end boat, expensive cars. Last September. The company bought that. That was fake. Yep. Uh, Tyler Hoberman was caught in Ohio with uh, one point. Two million dollars in the bed of his pickup truck. In the bed. In the bed of his pickup truck. Now, right there, we Hope can you stop. Hope a tonneau cover or some kind of cover on that thing. I'm just trying to think logistically. But you have to understand, he was on probation for pleading me? guilty to drugs and money laundering the year before and oh, forfeiting okay. $2.4 Oh. But they believed that he was, you know, doing drugs or dealing drugs. Um. And investigators seized all of their cell phones, the three of them, and discovered one text from Jennifer, his wife, last September that said, and I quote, why should I get a job when I'm still married to the biggest weed distributor in Western Pennsylvania? Dude, Western that is, Pennsylvania? That that's is what she said. Better. So I will say Jennifer, Jennifer Whoops. Hoberman, do better. Yeah. Don't when you talk about your husband being a weed distributor... Go the ahead best, and delete that the, tweet. One of the well, best. Hey, Jennifer, whenever you're in jail now, why don't you watch Edward Snowden, the, the movie about the NSA? I mean, they, I guess it's too late, but sorry, Jennifer. Right. Next time. Yeah. Next next time <laughs> next when you get time. out in 20 years. Yes. Um, but they'll already have solved crimes before it happens. Anyways. Right. Right. But hey, good job, police. Good job, police. Good go. job. They, go. they did better. They did better. They found the one point two million in the bed of the truck that you hope wasn't in just like big bushels well, with money signs on the they, side. They of it. found the one point five million. 
the one point what they found the one point five million. One point two. That's what we know about. Oh right, <laughs> they didn't find the rest of it. What, so it, it always keeps coming back to Breaking Bad for me because like this is something out of Breaking Bad. He, it, he it buries totally it in, in big, you know, yeah, things. Uh, are are so are we good on that one? Yeah, they need like to a, do better if they're going to be weed distributors. Yeah, and or couples in crime. Sure. And why they rope Grandpa into it or the other her father? Bad choice. Ugh. You need somebody to sign off that has credibility. I don't know. Maybe he had a good credit rating. He, had, right. he had the pickup truck. One that I think for with that much money they could have probably found a pickup truck without bringing dad or grandpa into it. Bummered but, vehicle. Hey, who are we to? We're not the we're criminal masterminds. We're promoting families. I guess we want sure. families to be together. Sure, that's we're right. Promoting pickup trucks. That's yeah. right. Family organization. Um, from Dave Shire sent Dave this one. Shire. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Florida woman. Shot boyfriend for snoring too loudly, deputies say. And you you have to follow the link to this because Gosh. this woman's 47 and she li- literally looks like she might be 90. Um, what kind of life have you lived, woman? Uh, it's 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 sad. It's sad, but it's it's also like it's oh. Florida. You know, what have we talked about uh, right. Florida? But Florida again, or Germany is the, always the question. I've been, I've, I would have died 200 times. Authorities <laughs> said a woman in Florida shot her boyfriend for snoring too loudly. The woman found herself quickly arrested. And then they, <laughs> they interviewed neighbors. Oh, it's so stupid, so bizarre that I can't imagine that kind of behavior, a neighbor said. Lori Mor- Morin, not relation to Moran, uh, Matt, not that we 47, know. was charged with attempted murder and aggravated battery after deputies say she shot her boyfriend of three weeks with a shotgun during an argument. Don't sleep together after three weeks is what we're Smart. learning. After an argument about the victim's large or loud snoring. Um, wow. That is. A- vic- according to court documents, the victim even showed up to the home on Wednesday with breathing nose strips in an attempt to silence the problem. <laughs> after a night of drinking, the Brevard County Sheriff's Office said. Brevard, Mar- Mar- Brevard <laughs> County Sheriff's Office said Marin fired a single shot. Hitting the victim in the side of his torso. You have a shotgun. You're not going to aim for the head. Like it was if, a shotgun. It was, it was a shotgun, and she didn't aim for the head. Wouldn't you think in a an alcoholic rage you would? That's the place where the snoring's coming out of. Maybe in an alcoholic rage that she was aiming at the. So head. maybe I shouldn't. Well, maybe she was aiming there, and she had no depth perception, and she thought. Speaking of do wow. better, that's a that's an interesting. Did one. we talk about Lorena Bobbitt and John Wayne Bobbitt on the podcast? No. Did that happen recently? No. Right, like nineties. I just heard about this though, not this. So for those of you who don't know, Google it. Um, <laughs> if he, you're if you're over the age of eighteen, John Wayne Bobbitt abused his wife, and she retaliated by cutting off something no man wants cut off. Right, his left ear. Yeah, no, that's Van Gogh. He did it to himself. Anyhow. They were able to sew it back on. Do you know Lots that he later back. remarried? He, he remarried, yes. Yeah. And do you know what he got arrested for? Abuse. Beating his next wife. Dude. I also think he did okay. a porn. I think he so, did a okay. porn. I think he did a porn in the middle of those two. Well, the, sure. I mean, if you I didn't learn your it. lesson, there it is. I, I don't know. If you, you got to do better. Your lesson from, that shows you some people, their hurts are so entrenched that the anger and rage that comes out of their emotional cup reference episode three of this podcast, you can't be taught a lesson. Oh my God. That's the ultimate in teaching a lesson. Yeah. I, yeah. Bless his heart. He's committed to his anger. I do want to, we, we like to end on a high note. We, we love to find a can't do better. Some people can't do any better. Some people can't do better. This is legit. Tell and, us. Eric. Uh, so there was a, a, a Texas dad. I'll read this. 
because um, it's much better than me just trying to stumble through it. Hang on. Eh. A Texas dad sold off his business, which was a home building business, I found out. Not first choice homes. No. Out of Pennsylvania. Right. This is Texas. Me. Right. Bigger homes. Um, and built a $51 million amusement park for his disabled daughter with free admission for everyone with special needs. Morgan's Wonderland is what it's called. It's in San Antonio. Has had more than a million visitors since it opened, and one-third of its staff includes people with special needs. Can't do... And it's a non-profit. Like, I mean, I how awesome is that? It's amazing to me that that idea would happen, but what amazes me more about this, and I think I said it to you or said it in the chat that we have, is... That's an ongoing thing. That's not like, hey, I have this great idea. I'm going to make it happen. Right. We're going to have a party. All of this regulations every single day. Right. The challenges and trials oh. that come with running an amusement park, but also running it with a third one of the third staff, staff being being special needs. needs. And no, yeah. no knock to special needs. Right. But that 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 brings so many different. That takes a certain skill, a special to, level of to lead and the and, patience, the yeah. the grace. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable, and they offer free. You know, you can. Yeah. You know, your, you know, special needs kid can go for free and have a ton of fun in a place that's completely safe for them. Yeah, you wouldn't watch it if it was a. I keep saying after school special, but you know, because you're like it's cheesy. It'll never happen like that. And like, no, it really did. This guy took something that yeah. most people would go, "Woe's me." Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Let's bang this out. Yeah, let's make it right." Yeah, you know? and there's awesome. I don't know if you guys know about Sean Casey, the former Pittsburgh Pirate. Who uh, has Cincinnati Red? Uh, well, yeah. I know of him, right? I don't know, his. but he opens. Um, how is it Casey's Dream Field or whatever? He makes baseball fields with specifically made for kids that would have physical handicaps, wow, special needs, whatever. That's awesome. And he's, he just built a couple more of them, and that's his thing. And the thing, I don't even, I don't know the impetus behind that one. Like, I don't know that he has a child like that right. at all. But so there's good things out there like that that you take something and you go, like, these people need that extra bit of love. And again, think of the emotional needs met of those kids yeah those parents yeah um you know just that kind of attention and that kind of comfort that kind of support yeah uh it's just an amazing experience it's awesome i would assume and on that note that that is the show thank you for listening and uh we will see you guys next week bye bye one nothing penguins it's early. Bye, Facebook Live. Bye.